Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of AUSU Open Mic Podcast. My name is Jody Campbell, and I'm the Executive Director here at AUSU, and we've got two very special guests from AU. We've got Carol Stevenson-Roy, who is the Associate VP of Communications and Marketing. Carol, did I get your title right? You did, Jody. Thank you. I should have actually checked with you before that, before I just decided to just lean into that one. And we've also, <laughs> got, and we've also got Leslie Bergen, who is the Director of Development and Alumni Engagement. Thanks for joining us, you guys. Pleasure to be here, Jody. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about a couple cool events at AU, one of them being uh, a number of events that are part of the Beyond 50, uh, the 50th anniversary for the university. And we're also going to be talking about uh, another uh, amazing event that we're anticipating later this fall, which is the virtual convocation. And so before we get into some of those topics, though, let's get to know Carol and Leslie a little bit. Carol, we're going to start with you, and then we'll go to Leslie second. Um, maybe just describe to us what your role is here at AU. Sure. I am the AVP of Communications and Marketing, and that includes our communications team, our recruiting um, team, the information center team, and the marketing team. Um, and so it's a big group. And That's a uh, huge group. It is a big group. But, you know, it sounds big when I uh, lay it out like that, but we're actually quite a small but mighty team. Yeah, I mean, you start to com combine the information center and even communications and marketing. I mean, that's um, there's a lot going on there. I'm surprised your uh, your to do list is probably fairly long. Yeah, there's there's a lot on the go, and we've got so many exciting changes on the horizon that we're working towards. So, um, it's there's never a dull moment. No doubt. Before we leave you, Carol, as well, uh, how long have you been at AU and, and what brought you to AU? Well, I've been here for almost a year now. I started in October last year and I was inspired to join AU. Actually, I was at a conference and I was listening to Jennifer Schaefer, our CIO, um, speak yeah, yeah. about the Imagine plan and about the, the plans uh, to take the uh, university more digital in the future. And I was just really inspired to hear the passion that came through in her presentation, so much so that I actually uh, popped in to talk to her after the event. And, and the presentation just stuck with me. And shortly after that, a posting for my job appeared and I was immediately drawn to apply. And, and sure enough, here I am. No way. Um, and where did you, where did you come later. from? I was with the Alberta Motor Association for well over a decade as their uh, brand and member experience director. Oh, wow. What a what a sequence of events that eventually brought you to us. That's kind of cool. Uh, Leslie, uh, talk to us a little bit about your role here at uh, AU. Of course. So um, I think, as you said, I'm the director of development and alumni engagement. So what that really means is that the team that I get the pleasure of working with is responsible for fundraising for the university. So you'll, you'll know Jody because AUSU so generously supported the emergency bursaries. So we were involved in that project in helping solicit additional gifts um, from the community. But thank you to you and AUSU for your support of those important bursaries. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in yeah, so in addition to that development work, um, I also work with the alumni engagement team. And then, of course, um, I have the events team that, that is part of my team. And they are, of course, very focused on our plans for convocation right now, as well as some of the really terrific things that have been going on around AU's 50th celebration. Wow. Like Carol, you also have a huge portfolio. Uh, I mean, development is, is its own beast and comes with its own challenges. You throw alumni and events on top of that. 
Um, again, you are both two uh, very busy women here at AU. But I'm honestly, it's a great team here at AU within university relations and right across the institution. So our work and the impact of our work is really expanded by the support of all of those folks. So I think I have a big portfolio and I certainly know Carol does too. But speaking from my perspective, and I'll speak a little bit for you too, Carol, I think we get a lot of support across the institution to help us achieve the things we need to achieve for the university. Yeah, yeah, yeah we certainly do. There's a lot of team members rowing in the same direction, which is, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Leslie, before we let you go here uh, on this specific topic, how long have you been at AU and what brought you to AU? So I've been with AU for just over four years. Um, and I came here, like I'd worked in the post-secondary space for a long time, mostly just around the fund development work. Um And I really enjoy post-secondary work. And so when there was a posting for AU, it was really the mission of AU that appealed to me. It's, you know, about that quality of access and removing barriers to to university education. Both of my parents were the first in their family to get um, any post-secondary education at all. And that's had a really profound impact on not just my life, but my brothers and my brother and sister's lives. And so for me, um, that mission, that mission piece around AU is really important and is, is a really fundamental reason why I wanted to work at Athabasca University. Nice. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Well, let's get into this. We've got two really cool topics that we're going to be talking about. I kind of hinted to it earlier, but to start with, 2020 marks an important milestone for Athabasca University. Uh, we're celebrating our 50th anniversary. And that takes us back to, I guess, doing some quick math. That would be 1970, which I can say is before my lifetime. So that's why I had to think about it. Um, <laughs> and I won't, We won't get into that. But yeah, it does take us back to 1970. And, you know, AU only had a few courses developed back then. And uh, I would guess only had a handful of students as well. To now where AU offers 950 online courses to more than 40,000 students across Canada and the globe. When you think about, you know, 50 years that AU has been, uh, you know, providing learners with this online experience, Carol, what comes to your mind when you think of this 50-year path that AU has been on? Yeah, it is quite incredible. And what a milestone that we have to share um, this year. It's not unlike, when I think about the path that we've been on it's not unlike um, the path that we're charting forward for our future. The, the, the past um, history of AU is all about innovation and, and uh, testing assumptions and working way outside the realm of, of traditional post-secondary institutions. When I think back to the 25th anniversary we uh, celebrated last year for the first, the world's first online MBA program, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the folks involved in bringing that program online were, um, you know, people just couldn't believe that that could be done. And here we are 25 years later, still offering such a world-class uh, program. I think we're on the same kind of path going forward. When we think to the next 50 years, we're, we're building all kinds of innovative solutions. There's a 
a bunch of change underway at AU right now that is all designed to help improve the overall experience for our learners. And I think the 50th theme that we've come up with this year, which is beyond 50, really captures that sentiment nicely. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Leslie, you, you mentioned you've been around for about four years, so you kind of have this this feel that you know you've been around, say, you know before the Imagine Plan came out, which is the mm-hmm. AU Strategic Plan. Um, what comes to your mind when you think of this fifty-year path? So, I, I think I'll probably end up echoing some of what Carol's already said so well. But for me, it's just so incredibly remarkable. Like I attended a traditional campus-based institution a long, long time ago to get an undergraduate science degree. And I just think about, you know, when AU started out and the things that we're able to do now and enriching that science experience through bringing, you know, some of that experiential learning to learners that are learning at a distance. That's That in and of itself is remarkable to me. Um, but I do think there's been just such a shift with the Imagine plan. I think it it paints such a compelling future for the institution. Mm-hmm. And I know um, that it that it really sets a path for all of us to move forward together. And that's so important. Um, and I know for the work that my team does, it, it informs a lot of what we do, if not all of what we do every day. Yeah, thanks for that. You know, the next question I've got, we'll start with Carol and and then maybe Leslie can chime in second, but I'm just thinking about all the planning that went in for this Beyond 50, you know, and and suddenly something happened last March. I don't know if you guys remember this, but uh, (laughs) COVID happened. Um, I can imagine it was difficult for your team to shift gears uh, through your planning of year 50. Uh, How has COVID affected your planning and and sort of what you thought was going to happen versus what you've experienced thus far? Yeah, that's a great question. And who could who could have predicted that we'd have a pandemic hit us in the middle of our anniversary year? We did do a lot of planning up front. Um, and we had uh, imagined that we would have many in-person gatherings to be able to celebrate um, with our AU team members and with learners directly. And one by one, those those plans had to be reimagined um, a couple of times. Yeah. First, because, you know, when the pandemic first hit, I don't think anybody really understood the duration of the public health measures that were put in place and whether or not, um, you know, fall was a safer time to, to be having these in-person events. But by early summer, it really became clear that we had to make the decision to switch gears entirely and look for some more virtual opportunities to celebrate because the the in-person was looking a lot more unlikely. So um, we've ramped up some other activities and we've shifted gears a few times, but um, some of the activities we did have planned, funny enough, in our media relations area, for instance, seem to resonate even more so because of the pandemic. So um, you'll remember back in March and April when schools were closing and everybody was headed home to learn online, the topic of online learning became really, really um, top of mind for everybody. Yeah, didn't And it? so we were able to capitalize on that a little bit and mm-hmm. um, share more of our stories um, through some some fantastic outlets across yeah. the country. Yeah, and I definitely think and, that there was a lot of... And also provide some support for people that were just now grappling with how to how to go about learning online yeah, um, definitely. when they hadn't been in that environment before. 
Yeah, I was just going to say the, you know, this whole concept of uh, the appreciation for online learning was definitely brought forward. Leslie, from your portfolio, um, obviously you've got the events team and here they are probably thinking all these amazing events that they're going to be able to host throughout the year and suddenly, suddenly that didn't happen. Yes. So I, I think you're right and I'll echo Carol's comments that I actually also don't think we had a true appreciation of understand or understanding of how long this would go on for. So we, you know, we sort of thought, well, at some point we'll be able to do those events again this year. But I think the team very quickly responded. And I know, I think about what they put together, Carol, for the celebrations on June 25th with, you know, the lighting of the tower here in Calgary and the high level bridge in Edmonton and the wonderful drive through celebration they were able to do on campus. So, you know, they really put their thinking caps on and came up with some, I think, very creative ways to continue to host those kinds of celebrations in a time where we need to do that while we're physically distanced from each other. And, you know, those plans continue to evolve because, of course, in addition to the events team, um, the alumni engagement team had a lot of things planned for this year. Some of them have just had to be cancelled because, of course, some of those events involve things like the Western Hockey League, and we know that that's likely not going to go ahead. Um, so those in-person events have been cancelled, but the team is is looking at some of the other things they deliver and how they can repurpose those for a more virtual experience for people. Yeah, we were saying afterwards uh, during the lighting of the bridge in Edmonton here and the tower down in Calgary, it was kind of funny because that's what you get when you when you want to light anything up in the middle of July and, or, or June, sorry. You know, basically, you got to wait till 11 o'clock until it's dark around here. But uh, I thought it was a great idea. We, uh, Natasha Donahue, our AUSU president and myself, had the pleasure of coming up to the 50th anniversary event in Athabasca, which mm-hmm. is the, the drive through event. And uh, we had an absolute blast handing out some swag and stuff to people that came through. And I don't know if you have any numbers from that, Leslie, but I was very impressed. It seemed like the entire community from Athabasca had, had come out to enjoy that event. So now you're definitely asking me a question that I can't answer. I'm not <laughs> sure how many people attended, but I do know from the debrief that we had that Jody uh, Paulson, who is our events coordinator, was thrilled because cars were lined up right down that driveway, and you know, there were, I think it was very well attended. Yeah, very well. I think we so had as well. just yeah. about yeah, we had just about a thousand people come through that night. Um, which is phenomenal. I mean, there were lots of points in the evening where the lineup went right down to the main highway, in fact. So um, we were just uh, amazed at the response from the Athabasca community who have just, you know, over the years so warmly welcomed us on, on all kinds of fronts. So it's been, it was, it was wonderful that they came out in so many numbers to help us celebrate. Yeah, it was great to see a lot of faces there that day. Um, what events do you guys have planned now and uh, what can students look forward to in 2020 or the remainder of 2020? Well, events um, so much uh, have, haven't been as easy to organize. One of the events that we were originally planning to host was a TEDx event. And what we're doing is looking to repurpose elements of that particular event in a couple of different ways. So we're looking at um, partnering with the Globe and Mail to host a series of webcasts in the fall. Um, so that we can hopefully capture some of the content that we were going to deliver in an event format via a webcast instead. And that gets us a a much 
um, bigger audience to um, that that is able to participate in that too. Okay. Uh, the other thing that we're doing is we're um, partnering right now with CBC Canada to produce a podcast, and we're just now getting into production with that project. And we hope to have it launched in the fall, and we're going to be sharing stories from many of our learners and the impact that the learning has had not only on their own life, but on the lives of the people around them. And we've just got some incredibly inspiring learners at AU, and um, we're just delighted that we're going to be able to share their stories on a national platform like that. Yeah, absolutely. And and if there's anything I would throw into that, especially with your idea around the podcast, I mean, for, for us here at AUSU, one of the greatest aspects of this podcast has allowed us to put a physical voice to a lot of the work that we're doing, uh, a lot of the services and resources that we have available for students. And so, you know, in many ways, that sharing of those stories that you'd mentioned, we just don't get a lot of opportunities to be able to do that here at AU. It's so true. And I mean, the work that you guys are doing right now with this podcast is is really what helped inspire us to think about how could we augment and, and kind of complement the work that you're doing here with this podcast and amplify and broadcast some of those stories with uh, a media partner like CBC that has just a fantastic reach and, and uh, the credibility of that CBC brand certainly doesn't uh, doesn't hurt us either. So yeah, no I think that's going to be an interesting project. The other thing that I wanted to just mention while we're, we're on the, the call together is that most of us have been doing a lot of eating at home over the last many months as we've been appropriately social distancing during the pandemic. And one thing that we do know is that food plays such an important role in building community and sharing traditions and things like that. Um, and we know that for time-starved learners that the recipes that they turn to when they're, you know, crunched over an assignment, crunched for time to to get things done that they want to they want to turn to recipes that have been tested and and uh, and are going to turn out well. So we thought it might be appropriate to capture some of these great creations um, in an Athabasca University Beyond 50 cookbook that we could work on together with our learners. So okay. we've got a little bit more information about that posted on our website. And we're hoping um, that we could pull something like that together over the fall for a launch closer to the end of the year. And so we're, we're putting the call out for recipes from the folks uh, hopefully listening in today. Nice. Nice. That's a great idea. Speaking of great ideas, and this is obviously students are going to love this even more, is AU has developed some very unique awards and scholarships that have also been focused around the 50th anniversary. And, you know, can you share a little bit about what AU developed and sort of what the plan is for uh, some of the 50th anniversary scholarships and awards that are being offered for students? I can certainly speak a little bit to that, Jody, because I did reach out to our colleagues in the Student Awards Office just to get some information from them about that program. And so I think um, what I can share with you is those awards were really put together with a view to as you as you've said, celebrating the 50th year this year, and they were hoping to give out one bursary for each year of AU's existence, so 50 in total. Um, I think that they had a very successful application series back in January, and unfortunately, um, the second um, application deadline just passed on July 15th, and so. They're just going through the process now of looking at those applications and um, 
getting those awards out to the students who've applied. But in my conversation with the awards office, um, they really highlighted the importance of students, you know, checking back on their awards site. The largest group of awards and the most diverse group of awards that AU gives out are their deadlines are all coming up on October 15th. Okay. And all of those applications should be up and live and ready to go by September 1st for applications. So if students are looking for that sort of funding, those applications will be up September 1st. And there's also an award finder on their website that just helps student navigate a little bit and pulls up the awards that they might be eligible for and helps them identify the applications they should complete. So um, the 50th anniversary bursaries, um, the deadline unfortunately has passed for those, but there are a whole bunch of awards that have a deadline coming up on October 15th that students should start looking to apply for at the beginning of September. Yeah, that sounds great. Thanks for sharing that. And uh, yeah, those dates are going to be important. I knew that, you know, obviously we're, we're kind of at the halfway point now of the year and uh, sort of without knowing uh, where some of those scholarships were, I, I appreciate you sort of highlighting some of those for our for our listeners. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to change gears just a little bit, and obviously we've already talked a little bit about this, but AU is undergoing a great deal of changes, and has been for a couple of years now. Um, this might be a big question for you guys, but what can students expect over the next? number of years, couple years, three, five years, as we move past 50 now. And uh, obviously, it, it might be a big question, but with all the, the changes and the Imagine plan happening and, and things are actually starting to be uh, realized, I would love to hear your guys' take on sort of what the next few years looks like as we move past 50. Sure. Well, I can jump in if you like first. I, I think that there has probably never been um, an exciting time quite like this for our organization. We are just fully embracing our digital future. And um, if you look through the Imagine plan, it's a pretty ambitious plan to move AU forward into really innovative territory, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's really all designed, though, to improve access to post-secondary learning and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, really improve the overall quality of the experience for our learners. And I think that's something that I love most about my job and this institution is the focus and the commitment that everyone seems to have on our learners. Um, I think the infrastructure that we're working to put into place um, over the next 18 months to two years is really going to have a significant impact on that overall learner experience. And, um, you know, the other thing I think that's really unique about AU is our commitment to building this lifelong partnership with our learners. And it's something that we've been talking a lot about lately um, in particular is how can we be um, a more meaningful lifelong learning partner, whether that's um, taking a course to fill a gap that you have while you're studying at another institution or tackling your undergrad or graduate degree with us in its entirety, or, you know, when you get back into a new job, um, how do you quickly um, pick up a micro credential maybe through our new power ed division, for instance, Mm -hmm. to help you improve a skill in the job. And I think that um, everything we're doing right now is very much learner focused and dedicated to being that that lifelong partner, not just um, a supplier of learning at that moment in time that you need us. But what can we be doing to help you um, along the journey? Yeah, thanks for that, Carol. Uh, Leslie, anything else kind of come to your mind when you think about moving past 50? 
I just, I, I think I'd just like to say AU has always been such a gem for the province of Alberta and for Canada. Um, and some of the challenges that we face right now around COVID-19, I think, have highlighted some of the strengths that AU brings to to the post-secondary sphere. And so when you look at um, the world of work and the, the world that we're moving into right now, Carol talking about that need to reskill or or um, learn new things as we move forward. AU has a really important role to play there, mm-hmm. and I think it's an exciting it's an exciting time to be someone who has the privilege to work at AU. But I think it's just an exciting time also to be a, stu- a learner with AU because I think you know we are really committed to improving and building on our learners' experience, and I think there's a that, that the role we play is going to become even more important as we move forward. Carol, just a quick question here. Do you, do you feel that COVID has put the university in a position where you're kind of wishing you could fast forward through the Imagine plan and get to the end quicker? <laughs> yeah, I, I would have to say, you know, there hasn't been more emphasis and focus and appreciation for online learning and the value that it can provide than there is right at this very moment. And so I think we're all secretly wishing we were a little further along, but the fact that we're so much further along than many other institutions is, is, um, is good too. So, you know, we're well down our path now and we've got some um, exciting milestones we've already reached and we're, we're on track to be able to deliver uh, many others. So I think we're, we're feeling really good about where we're at and, and quite optimistic about the future. Yeah, I can't help but think about the next 12 to 18 months, what that's going to look like, even from a learner experience, uh, right from mm-hmm. registration right through to, you know, graduation. And I know that, uh, you know, even something as simple as uh, some of the features on the AU app and stuff like that, that, w- that we've been uh, discussing between our uh, different mm-hmm. groups, kind of just looking forward to see what's going to be happening. Just to uh, move on to our next topic here, one of the more special events physically experienced at AU is our annual AU convocation. Uh, in 2020, we were going to see this event taken to the next level for sure, and even hosted in two different locations. I have to say that for myself uh, and our team, we were definitely looking for. Uh, excuse me. I have to say that for myself and our team, we were definitely looking forward to this year's events. Uh, obviously, due to COVID-19, you and your team had the tough decision to make, uh, which was to cancel all the in-person events. But while this is disappointing. Uh, your team is currently looking at ways to reimagine a virtual convocation for 2020. And uh, what can we expect uh, later this October? So you're right. It, it really was a difficult decision to cancel what is really our signature celebration for our learners this year, um, particularly because we were really excited um, to be hosting an event both in the town of Athabasca, which is so important to us, but also in, in Toronto. But, you know, we made that difficult choice because it's the right thing to do in the interests of health and safety. So we're excited about uh, the plans for convocation and we are really working with a, a, a provider right now to build out a virtual event platform. So this platform is going to allow us to do things a little bit differently. There will be some obviously pre-recorded pieces on the platform so that we can share with, with graduates this year some of the traditional pieces of our ceremony, the pre- 
the procession is one thing and, and some of the traditional pieces that happen during the program. But the platform will also allow us to have some more interactive experiences. So um, there, there should be opportunities to, for, for learners to interact with each other and with some of the leadership from AU. And so we're, we're excited about that. But the really important thing for uh, folks that are graduating this year to know is that we really do need them to register an RSVP for the event as if it were a real live event, because that allows us to really enrich their experience and give them access to some of the more interactive pieces that we're hoping to have in place. The other thing that it allows us to do is it allows us to have them share invitations with their friends and family so their friends and family can register and join us on October 2nd to, to celebrate. So I think it's exciting. I think the team is doing a remarkable job to do something that's new for all of us, but we're excited about what we'll be able to share with our learners on October 2nd. Yeah, and I remember hearing, you know, graduates are going to have an opportunity to potentially even create a profile, maybe even have images. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the specific graduate experience, about what they might be able to expect? Of course, I can share some of what we know right now with you. Um, so the first round, I think, of invitations went out to graduates last week. And so we're seeing people register right now. And through that registration process, we are asking people to share with us a little bit of information about themselves in a photograph because you know, the actual awarding of degrees is an important part of what um, we celebrate with our learners. And so we've got a plan to have an individual slide for each graduate that will share who they are, what awards they might have received, a little bit of information about themselves and their degree. Mm -hmm. and, and that will be a different way to 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 present those degrees but we are working through that but in order to do that we need uh we need students to register and and agree that they would like to participate in that piece um but to step back a little bit we do plan to send out a celebration gift in advance of october 2nd there will be a variety of surprises in in that gift but one of the things we will be sharing are caps and tassels with all of the with all of the graduates so, you know, there's more to come and we are actually still in progress in building some of these things out, but I do think it will be different to what we may have seen at other institutions where just given the turnaround for some of them, it's, it, they've had to just go with some, some sort of links on their website. We're really hoping to offer a much more interactive, robust uh, celebration for learners this year, albeit virtually. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely sounds like a creative approach. And, and I know uh, some of the uh, information that was uh, has been shared to AUSU regarding the platform. It looks really, really cool. You kind of mentioned this earlier, Leslie, but maybe just to hit it home one more time. There are some timelines that new graduates need to yes. be aware of. Can you just talk to us a little bit about those timelines? Sure, and one of them so, is coming up, so the, I think, pretty soon here. Yes. So the, I think the big one is July 31st um, is the deadline to submit applications for graduation and to complete program requirements. And then the next big deadline for convocation is October 31st, which is the deadline to register for convocation. And as I said, that registration piece is really important to us because it allows us to then treat this 
like an event where you've registered in advance, we know you're coming, and we can make sure you have the best experience you can have while you're with us that day on October 2nd. Yeah, thanks for that, Leslie. Um, This might be a very difficult question for both of you, and I don't know who wants to step up and, and take a stab at this. I'm very aware of the uncertainty of the world that we live in. However, I am also very aware that students are very curious about Convocation 21. What uh, what conversations have been had thus far, and are there any plans for potentially hosting in-person convocation in 2021? Jody, I'm I'm happy to take a, a swing at this for you. I think I'm not going to be able to give you a definitive answer, though, because I think right now we don't know what convocation 2021 will look like. There's still much, so much uncertainty surrounding COVID-19, and the guidelines on public gatherings are changing and sometimes changing a little bit rapidly. And so we're really unsure what 2021 is going to look like and health and safety is really important to us. So we're gonna continue to monitor the situation. Um, But right now, I, I really, I would love to give you a definitive answer, but I'm just not able to. Yeah, that's funny. I, I certainly wasn't looking for an exclusive on that one, but uh, that was a yeah. very wonderfully, you know, politically great answer. Oh, I'm not. I, <laughs> honestly, I, that, it's also the truly honest answer. I think. Um, yeah, yeah, certainly. The, rea- the real, Yeah, the reality is that we are really focused on delivering this new reimagined convocation for learners. Um, and who knows, perhaps post-convocation we'll have at least a little more clarity of, of what the health and safety requirements might be going forward. But at this time, I don't think we're, we we know that. And so we're just not sure what those plans are going to look like. And I think yeah. I even read somewhere in the last few days that I believe it was Google has basically just said that they're going to keep their staff working from home until July of 2021. So that sort of indicates to me that you know, we are, we really are truly operating in an, in an environment that's changing and we don't know what it's going to look like going forward. And that does impact our plans for convocation 2021. Yeah, definitely. And, and to your point, that was probably the answer I was expecting. I thought I would mm-hmm. throw it out just to, to kind of see if there was anything creative, uh, maybe uh, in the pipeline for 21, but I, I appreciate that. We're, we're obviously as the student union looking forward to the event, uh, we mm-hmm. want, we'll, we'll obviously be, uh, uh, involved as much as we can and, and be able to honor the grads uh, that participate in that event. So I appreciate both of your guys' time. Uh, I've only got one more question for both of you, and it's uh, it's a little bit more generic. Carol, I'll come to you first, and then Leslie will uh, maybe have you answer second. And that is, uh, if there are any new projects uh, the two of you ha- are working on that you can share with our listeners today. Well, there's always, um, it feels like there's always new projects uh, on the go all the time. Yeah, I can imagine. um, From our perspective, though, we're we're working really hard to raise the profile of AU, which not only benefits the institution, but the grads and the learners going through the program. And so I would encourage people to keep an eye out for news stories um, featuring AU. We're, we're, we're going to be um, in McLean's and in uh, on CTV regularly. We're going to be um, hosting, as I said, a, a Globe and Mail webcast event, a series in the fall. So um, hopefully that uh, the, the learners out there will see AU mentioned um, more frequently than ever before uh, in their local outlets. So that's something we're really excited about. Yeah, nice. And Leslie? 
Um, so, Jody, one of the great things about our alumni program is that we really do try um, to make sure we include students as much as possible. So, historically, we've always invited students to our events. And so, I bring this up because in the alumni space, we do have some new things that we've launched in the last little while and some new upcoming things. So, I think students should be aware of the Alumni Connect program, which is our online networking and mentoring program where people can register to participate and uh, fill out a profile and then they get matched with someone um, monthly who sort of fits that profile and they can schedule a virtual coffee with that person. So that's a new offering. I think we launched that in about December of last year, although I might be off a little bit on that. The other thing that okay. we recently launched new this year is a book club and it's a online book club and they're just I think finishing reading their first book um, but will begin reading their second book around August 6th and they're going to read the book The Power by Naomi Alderman and we would love for students, um, more students or those that haven't had the opportunity to participate to, to join in and read the book to read the book as a group with those that are already in our online book club. And then the other thing that we're working on in the alumni space, because we acknowledge that we're, we're not able to do in-person events, is launching a webinar platform that's going to help us sort of host some virtual events. We're not sure exactly what that's going to look like because our team is just working through some of those details. But one of the things that we do know is that the platform that we've chosen um, develops some webinars on their own every month and they're focused on topics like career planning and and networking and mentoring and so we will of course be sharing that form and those webinars with our students when they're available so that's something new to to look for coming up shortly yeah no doubt um what would be the easiest way for students to find out more information on that les um, so if you go to our alumni website on the on Athabas on, on our website, if you just search for alumni engagement, our okay. alumni website should come up and then there's lots of information on ways to get engaged and ways to get involved. And you'll currently see both the book club and alumni connect there and then our webinar platform and how that will roll out should be should be up shortly. Okay, I love it. Great job, you two. Well, thank you so much for having us, Jody. Yeah, thanks so much, Jody. This is it's wonderful to talk to you virtually. Yeah, it was great having you. And uh, you know, this is a lot of information that we just kind of spewed out here over the last uh, you know half an hour or so. So I mean, it's uh, it was great catching up with both of you. Um, obviously, you both play a, a very large role here at AU, and it was great having you on the podcast and. Obviously, talking about some of the 50th anniversary events and, of course, the upcoming virtual convocation. So, again, just a big thank you uh, on behalf of AUSU for coming and hanging out with me today. Well, thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thank you very much. It was fun. Well, that just means that we get to have you on again later down the road, maybe after convocation, and we can uh, <laughs> we can hear a little bit more about that event. That would be great. Thank you. That sounds great. Well, thanks again, and uh, thanks, everybody, for listening and hanging out with us. Um, this is AUSU Open Mic. My name is Jody Campbell. I'm your executive director. Have a good one.